As always, just tell me if it's uh, FYI, but uh, so FYI, TMI, TMI. Yes. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. I'm just like. <laughs> It's a weird color, so yeah, possibly. There we go. Mystery solved. Hmm. Yep. Speaking of mysteries. <gasps> Speaking of mysteries. Welcome to Crime by the Bar's Minnesota Mystery Time. Welcome. It's Friday. It is Friday. I'm so thrilled. It feels like it should be Sunday, but somehow it's Friday. This <laughs> is amazing. We're getting a reboot on the weekend. This oh, is glorious. Yes. It's like the Matrix. I'm the twitchy cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good times, good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready for this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. It's the last weekend before St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's worst this week? Oh, the eternal question. I'm pretty medium, I'll say. I yeah, me too. Have... I'm medium to light. Okay, I'm mm, tweakable, medium to medium. Uh, I medium can go first in that case. Yeah, I think you should go yeah, first then. Yeah. So... On a scale of one to traveling, I'm probably much closer to traveling. Also, I don't know what the hell kind of scale works on one to traveling. Yeah, traveling to ten or... (laughs) Traveling to ten, zero to traveling. Yeah, I don't know. Nopes per minute. Nopes per minute. We we still need to benchmark that. Yeah. What's your story this week? Oh, right. I have a crime to talk about. Do you? Uh, Yes. Definite crime? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am quite definite, yes. So, have you ever heard of Lois Martha Roberts? No. I mean, immediately I want to say yes, but I think I'm thinking Lois Lane. <laughs> well, so, that's a big jump with the Martha Roberts thing. Or... Yeah, but maybe I didn't know her surname. Well, I didn't yeah. know her middle name, and I don't know her second married name after Superman dies from all the kryptonite. Yeah, uh, true, true. Spoilers, sorry. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> so, <laughs> Lois. Uh, Lois lived in New South Wales, mm-hmm. in Australia. Mm-hmm. Lois was, um, she had a pretty good start in life. She was working as a nurse for uh, for a bit until she was 21 years old, uh-huh. where she was involved in a car accident that left her brain damaged oh. and unable to work. So apparently she was hospitalized for a long while, but did actually manage to make kind of a recovery. Even if she wasn't working, she was like up on her feet, out and about. Good for her. That was getting better. So she used to uh, wander around and hitchhike a lot to get around when she was walking. And I'm not sure if she was just walking to clear her mind or exploring or whatever. But why was she hitchhiking back? Walk too far? Well, I mean, Australia is pretty big. Yeah, I guess. but don't walk that far. Just walk yeah. in a circle. Don't hitchhike. Yeah. I mean, but you want to see new things, I guess. Oh, I don't know. The whole concept of hitchhiking freaks me out. I don't mm. even like getting in my friends' cars. They smell funny. People drive badly. Like, <laughs> I doing that with a stranger is actually it's maybe easy. Is it easier? You probably don't feel like you have to pretend they're a good driver when they're not. But <laughs> that's true. But also, um, if you start insulting someone's driving, and you're maybe hitchhiking, not the best move. No. They, they could kill you. Like your friend could kill you too. But I don't know. Yeah. 
I've tried hitchhiking, but no <gasps> one, no one no wanted one to pick me up. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't pick you up, though. I mean, you're quite... Obviously not. No one would. I mean, you, you look like you could Incredible Hulk the car. Like, it just, it seems like a bad idea. Don't pick mm. anyone up who could beat you to death with their bare hands. Sorry. Oh, then I'm stranded in the woods with the killers and whatnot. <laughs> like, really? I'm totally fine. And I'll protect you. Like, mm, yeah, really? I bet that's what they all say. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I... <laughs> I wouldn't want to hitchhike because I feel like I am the the exact kind of victim someone would sort of look... Well, not quite the exact kind of victim. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, How do you mean? I think if, if someone's out there looking to murder someone, they're, they're mm-hmm. going to go for what they look at and go, that's an easy target. Mm-hmm. And you don't look like an easy target. Um, so maybe you're more comfortable uh, hitchhiking, but then people aren't going to be more comfortable picking you up. That's the thing. Oh, there's just so many awful hitchhiking stories. And in preparation for this episode, I found one where the hitchhiker killed the driver. Hmm. Which was also pretty horrifying. Like, usually it's the other way around, which is also yeah. horrifying. But I was actually looking for those, but I couldn't find any. I found one. Yeah. yeah. I will share it with you afterwards. I cannot remember it now. But Oh, wait, I did find one. Do you remember? Oh, that was a good one. I forgot about that. Do you want to revisit this? Uh, we uh, no, uh, not officially. Uh, just we out could of, do a mini just mini. out of curiosity, uh, did it involve an attempt at car sale? No. Oh, no. that was a different one. Ooh, there's two. I only find one. Mm. Well, apparently so ah. did I. <laughs> okay, we we need to do a mini mini. A mini mini. That works. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, hitchhiking. Be careful. Uh, whatever you decide. Picking people up or trying to do it yourself, be careful. I don't think hitchhiking is as much of a thing anymore. Like when we had that big storm, I don't know, a month or two ago, Mm. a whole bunch of people went on Twitter and there was a specific hashtag that they were using to find rides. Right, right. And my boss even uh, went and picked a couple of people up at the airport because he lives, I think, about two hours away from here Mm -hmm. um, and drives pretty much right past the airport. He ended up picking up three uh, KLM members of staff and brought them essentially all home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. No, I do remember that. That was a very warming bit. Yeah, yeah. because okay, there there's a little bit of a um, a trail then if you're you know hitting people up on Twitter and yeah. stuff, but um, it's still kind of a scary thing. Mm. It helps if there's three of them and one of the driver, but I'm <laughs> you know KLM's reputable. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, picking up three random people. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, ooh, whatever. But anyway. Yeah. So be safe. Be it's safe. Amazing. I do actually think that I, I didn't read them thoroughly, but there were some reports as I was looking into this and other crimes that uh, apparently hitchhiking is still a thing in a lot of places and yeah. kind of on the upward slope, especially Australia, I think. Really? Apparently. Um, but I didn't dig into that because that was not crime. No, like, so. don't don't dig. Just tell me and leave me making this face. Mm. Mm. That's a good face. Thanks. I'll do that. <laughs> So, yes, back to Lois. Kind of a jump, but I feel you saw it coming. Lois was last seen on the 31st of July, 1998. Oh, fuck. I was really hoping this wasn't how it was going to go. Worst first, you know. Okay. Um, So she was last seen outside of the Nimbin police station. Apparently, she was trying to hitch a ride back to Lismore, where she was staying or living. And... 
yeah, so she vanished. Uh, there was a sighting by the police station, but nothing much came of it because they didn't see her get picked up or anything. Yeah. So she was wandering past there. So in January next year. Next year. Mm-hmm, the following the, year. Ah. Uh, so in 1999, her badly mutilated body was found off the Nixon Fire Trail in oh. the Wanwan State Forest. Mm. So from the... Uh, evidence left on the body because it it had been there for some time Uh, it did look like she had been abducted and held for a certain amount of time while being tortured and abused and then murdered and dumped in this forest that's awful quite awful and any estimates on how long so Kind of. I'm not sure how much of that would hold up due to the state of the body and all that, but they did estimate that she had been held captive for at least like at least 10 days or so, I think. Ugh. There's no right answer to that at all. No. But no. Ugh. Uh, it was a significant amount of time regardless. Yeah. And this crime is still unsolved. So they have really? basically uh, no clues to the murder or anything. No? No. And so, yeah, that is an unsolved thing. But what kind of tweaked the mystery factor for me as well was that Lois had a twin sister. Oh. Uh, Rhoda Roberts. And, yeah, Rhoda was from the start very critical of the uh, police's response to her uh, sister's disappearance and that it was uh, for the first like weeks were very disappointing approach she got yeah she still believes that if the case had been handled with more urgency uh, lois could be could have been alive mm-hmm. she has been quoted like criticizing the police with the coroner's report indicating that she had been held captive for a while yeah and um, well if the police may have acted sooner they might have gotten somewhere and she might not have died. So she thinks that the police kind of didn't take it seriously, didn't really bother to do anything, and then as a result, her sister was held captive and they didn't... Yeah, they find I mean, the body, it, they didn't... It was more about the first part of it. It's always tricky when it comes to actual adults, especially adults who walk around a lot and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you've no idea whether they have just gone off or not. It's It's yeah. really easy to sort of go... Are you kidding? Like that that's not a runaway whenever it's a twelve or a thirteen year old or whatever, but whenever uh, you're talking about a grown up with their own life mm-hmm. as addressed in the Gothenburg. Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna try it with the Swedish pronunciation, but I dare not <laughs> with the Gothenburg ones. Um mm. yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, one of the main things she was pointing out was not the entire handling, but the start. So uh, apparently the uh, police didn't like properly process the um, missing person's report until I think it was 10 days after the first time <sighs> the family reached out. So, yeah, that does look rather sloppy. Yeah, but, um, that is pretty bad. Mm. So Rhoda did a while later maybe 2005-ish or so Mm -hmm. uh, she did agree to do a documentary about her sister's death uh, which was titled A Sister's Love it was released in 2006 yeah yeah, it's a bit cheesy title but But also you have a right to be cheesy Mm. but I couldn't find the movie I couldn't find any info on the movie barely at all apart from a note that it was 
apparently aired on some network in Australia, but the, it was probably very small and did not really have an impact since, you know. Yeah. If it's that hard to find something about a work of media on the internet, then, okay, it's probably a bit tiny. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, she said she uh, she agreed to do the film. She had a lot of issues getting through that process as well and helping yeah, them with the that. documentary. But she was hoping that it might, I don't know, jog people's memories or bring something to light uh, about her uh, sister's murder, basically. You, you told me. You got interested in this because of a recent news report. Please tell me there's some updates. Uh, it's not that recent. It, okay. I said it was a um, uh, an article I saw that was a lot of years after the actual crime. Okay, yeah, you yes. did. I'm getting carried away and excited. Sorry, Alstom. I can I can alleviate the tension and say no, no, no. You no? you you keep going. This is like a, this is building up to a crescendo. It's exciting. <laughs> Okay, I'll try to do the crescendo. I'm, I'm like, ah, what, breathe, what's happening? Breathe. Okay. So, uh, nothing new came forward from the movie or as a result of the movie. Unfortunately, <sighs> there have been very few tips in general on this case. There were some things that led them on kind of a wild goose chase. Right, I think it was during the first year or so, but nothing solid at all. Yeah. So. Rhoda has been living with this loss and, of course, all the suffering because, like, it's not only family, it's a twin and all that. But a couple of years later, the thing I found was that there was also a lot of uh, fear involved there. Yeah. Because she came out and said uh, way later that, of course, we know that the murderer never was caught. They might still be out there. Yeah. But... Apparently, some of the homicide detectives involved in this case mm -hmm. suspected that the actual target for the abduction and murder could have been Rhoda. Oh, that is terrifying. Instead of her twin sister. So they think it might have been targeted. It, it wasn't a random, like, opportunistic, mm. oh, hello, his hitchhiker. They were oh, no. considering that. Apparently, they had found a series of hand-scrolled notes in a car uh, mm -hmm. which was uh, very close to um, close in time to when her sister's remains were found yeah uh, which they showed to her uh, with basically her name uh, oh, some no. details on like a dropping cross some details on uh, uh, well, general death and the trail um, in the one one forest where she was found yeah and I mean it's not rock solid but that's enough to make anyone panic i would imagine oh i'm panicked and i'm not mm. even in australia yeah let alone have anything to do with this pretty much whoa so yeah like just having both the loss and the fear over all those years like yeah. I mean, one would hope that nothing would happen there but um yeah i mean there hasn't been any more updates until after that sorry they they don't know anything more that's a pretty um, interesting update though the um uh, the police the local police apparently uh, have stated that recently i think it was 2 years ago i mean mm -hmm. the case is still subject to review Ooh. is their term so but we haven't yeah. given up on it but also don't expect much mm -hmm. uh. yeah. so no there has been um uh, a lot of well uh, I got a lot of theories looking at this I'm not entirely sure how it would go about or if anything would happen after so many years but yeah. um, it, it's still a weird case 
That is super strange. One thing that kind of stood out as well, because it is understandable, but I just haven't seen that. And it's kind of interesting approach on if you're focusing on at least the possibility that people can be um, better and a bit more heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that I did like that the uh, sister Rhoda, she did actually go out with the plea for people basically like, okay, if like, you know if you're not a murderer, probably. Yeah. And like if you see some poor person who can't get a lift home or something that they yeah. should make an effort and try to pick them up and help everyone That's be safe. really nice. Which is nice. I mean... Until you have dodgy people who are going, hey, I know you're not a murderer. Mm. One of us in the car is. Oh. Or people accidentally pick up murders is, of course. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Possibility as well, but... Um, oh. I am... Um, oh, yeah. that, that's basically my case. There's not a lot of info, but like I started off at the end with uh, her finally telling about how um, they might be after her. Sorry, there's a cat here and we're getting distracted. It's, um, it's quite a good cat. Yeah. Hey, darling, do you want some gin? We finished it. The, the whole twin thing has me really like, woo. Mm. Like, can you imagine? But also, have you ever been in one of those situations or, you know, even in a movie when it's like, oh no, you must have me confused with my twin. Like, can you imagine if they abducted the wrong twin? Mm-hmm. They're torturing the wrong twin. The wrong twin is going, no, 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 I'm Lois. And like, yeah, right. You know, she doesn't have a twin. You you are, what was the sister called? Uh, Rhoda. You're Rhoda, you're Rhoda, you're mm-hmm. Rhoda. No, I'm Lois. Like, who's Lois? I'm her twin sister. Like, yeah, yeah likely nice story. Like, it does, it just sounds so like unbelievable. If if you don't know, that's yeah. oh, that's absolutely terrifying. What what happened? I don't. Do I want to know the torture? They was had, it beating? Was it rape? Was it? They had uh, limited information due to the uh, state of the body. Basically, definitely beatings and constraints and Ugh. stuff like that. But uh, I think they were assuming worse things as well. Yeah, that's awful. Mm. I hope they find out. I don't know what's what's worse. I I guess it's a random killing is uh, in some ways easier to deal with. Mm. Poor sister feels bad enough without having to feel like her existing had anything to do with it, which, yeah. I mean, obviously she's not in control of the person who did that and it has nothing to do with her, but yeah. doesn't really fix the guilt thing. Not quite. Oh, mm. Wow. Yeah, that was... Short and very much the opposite of sweet. Yep. Um, Shall I get stuck into mine? How do we write this out? It feels weird getting stuck into mine. (laughs) Well, let's not get stuck in, but let's lift our spirit with something that might be interesting and slightly less gruesome. Yeah, I think mine is is better in the sense that it's a little bit more open. It's a bit more Trevelini. I just realized I am not 100%. I know the names... A whole bunch of things, but I actually don't know the state. Oh, we're doing uh, Mexico. No. Oh. We're doing America. We're uh-huh. doing the USA. Uh-huh. Um, so mine is about a guy called Brian Swanson. Yeah, no. Oh. Have you no. heard of this one? You're making noises. I'm making noises. Uh, please continue. I'm, I'm not sure if I can even place it, but noises came out of me. <laughs> we, we, we can live without that. Okay, well, 
Brandon Victor Swanson, he is a 19 year old or was 19 mm-hmm. um, at the time this kicked off, which was in 2008. So I guess he would have just turned uh, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like pretty ordinary college student, although he had his ears pierced, which I think is quite random. Like both mm-hmm. of them, not one, both of them. Anyway, this happened in 2008 in May. So Brandon had just finished a year-long technical school program in wind energy. And Mm. it was Tuesday. It was in May. um, It was 2008. So picture the hair, picture the scene, (laughs) picture the music. I think it was a lot better than it is now. Um, The economy was just starting to tank. Yeah, let's get excited. All the good stuff. Yeah. So... It was the night before his graduation and there was a little get together with a couple of friends. So I think there were about five people. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a few drinks. Very, very naughty in the US because he was underage. But in Europe, being 19 is okay. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. You kind of forget that it's it's an issue. And Canada as well, depending on the the province, it's it's fine from 18. Mm. But so he he'd had a few drinks, but apparently, you know, not 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 too many. It wasn't that he was overly intoxicated um which makes me think he was drunk probably yeah but no no one fessed up to it everyone's like pretty much no no he's good he's fine and between 10 30 and 11 he left and he drove to a friend's house he he loved his car and he was a driver and everything else and And drunk driving i don't understand how in the u.s this seems like no big deal like Mm. with us you don't have a drink and and, and then drive like even if you're under the limit you just don't do that like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one thing if you if you're going out for dinner you have a small glass of wine and then you eat and, and you wait, have nothing like else hours, to do. yeah exactly yeah. like you have a very long dinner and you have one glass of wine at the very beginning and that is it that is all you drink otherwise otherwise you get a taxi or you know you have someone not drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. i cannot believe how many movies have people drink driving and it's just a total joke mm-hmm. like it's not hilarious. It's awful. Mm. But we um, grew up with like some of the worst, like the most graphic drink driving ads as well, where oh. you have like a car spinning <laughs> over a fence, taking out the fence and then taking out a kid who's playing football with his oh, dad in the backyard. Yeah, and yeah. then the dad runs towards the the limp body of his mm-hmm. son and he's cradling it in his arms while the drink driver is like standing watching everywhere. the whole thing and gets out of the car and like has blood coming out of his head and sees it's just like this is during the day mm-hmm. and I'm a kid yep. and someone could kill me by with their car educational ah oh, it it's so it's so graphic <laughs> it's so graphic but the logic apparently because the ads with us are worse than like mainland mm-hmm. because we're we're used to violence where I'm from oh they have a whole big argument about how yeah, people from here are used to <laughs> violence so um you're desensitized so it's supposed to be extra graphic but I do find it really shocking. Like, mm. people who do drink, drive, and just oh, think yeah. it's fine. You're the same then, clearly, because you said of that course. before. I could even be uh, eye-rolly, disparaging, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, we, we've had our fair share of... They are still graphic, but most of them just come off as really bad or corny, but they are still graphic oh. with all the, um, uh, basically, educational warning videos and shit yeah. like that. The only corny one we had was um, 
and I, I know the stretch of road they filmed it on because it was sort of like a, a country road, but it's also between, a, say, two or three hubs. Um, mm-hmm. And you have this couple kissing on a garden wall. So I think he is sitting on the wall and she's standing up and kissing him or maybe it's the other way around Mm. and basically there's a drunk driver and his car slams right into the couple Mm. um, and she is instantly dead and his legs are crushed Mm. and they're like locked in this awful embrace where like he's stuck with the dead girlfriend attached to him and they um and then it does like a a little bit of a fast forward to the drunk driver guy getting prosecuted Mm -hmm. and being sent to prison and um and then you have the guy at the gravesite of his girlfriend in a wheelchair and it's like also him with a basketball just hitting it in the wheelchair it's i don't know it's <laughs> it sounds really just awful but the way they did it was so cheesy and <laughs> apparently we are desensitized to violence because there are so many of these ads. there was another one where the guy it's the guy who drunk drove and he ends up with severe brain damage mm-hmm. and he has a pregnant girlfriend and then it fast forwards and she's bottle feeding their new baby and bottle feeding him because he's essentially oh. brain dead but she looks so angry mm-hmm. like it's just like ugh, can't believe i'm having to put up with you and it's like okay maybe there's a better way to frame this mm. um but i mean they've stayed with me clearly but I, I do think it's a cultural thing. I don't think um, it's as big a deal in the US to, to drink drive. No, I mean, they fetishize the car so much and all that. But so. we have a bunch of petrol heads with us as well, but it's, it I think it's just more socially as... acceptable to drink okay. drive. Yeah, I guess. It seems to be way more about being caught over there. Hmm. Don't you think? Or do you really think it's down to their attitude of cars? Kind of. Not necessarily like an individual's attitude, but just the... Um, like the general cultural thing of you reach this age, you get a car yeah. to be able to okay, to yeah. be able to work, to be able to uh, meet someone fancy of whatever gender you prefer, uh, and uh, get some freaky time in your car. I, <laughs> freaky I st- time in your car. <laughs> I still can't imagine how that is actually a thing. I do remember. Well, what uh, can't you imagine about it? Uh, no, no, the the car sex as being such a big and frequent thing i passenger I w- seat yeah yeah buddy i was uh i was watching i was one of um one of the like slightly supernatural netflix shows uh i watched that with someone and we were just looking for something random to watch and like okay let's try this and we went through like one and a half episode and already I know four people had had sex in cars yeah. and I made a comment like, okay, this is always so ridiculous. It's such a movie thing to me. And like, now they're just doing it back to back, basically uh, <laughs> all the steamy sex scenes and wow. And the person I was watching was, was American and they're like, uh, yeah, but that's that you just do? happens. You don't always have that many uh, alternatives. If you have a car, you have a roof over your head. What are you going to do? Wow. And I guess they do have lover's lanes and stuff over yeah, there. Like, you yeah. never hear about lover's lanes with us. Well, I guess you do, but less frequently. Yeah. But I don't apparently know. It's, it's a thing. Apparently, it's a very standard thing. Huh. And my brain still don't really want to accept that because to me, it's just, oh, it's a movie thing. It's a random thing. Yeah. Know. Well, hmm. I don't know how it justifies drink driving. I... I do think it's a cultural thing, though. Yeah, yeah but that was the whole point. Like, yeah, the, you, yeah, the yeah. whole cultural culture around cars mm. is totally different. Yeah. 
so spoiler alert um it doesn't end well for brandon so i i don't want to seem like i'm victim shaming i am pointing out i don't approve of drink driving Mm. but i also think it is from a european's perspective it seems so acceptable in the u.s and just normal like Mm. for movies to just make such a joke out of it you just wouldn't get away with it um in the uk but yeah so 10 30 11 o'clock he drove to a friend's house to say goodbye to another classmate because you know graduation blah 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 Mm -hmm. and apparently had another shot of whiskey when he was there um he he wasn't there for very long and then he decided to drive home uh to his parents place um Mm -hmm. which wasn't too far away um he was used to the drive so he'd he'd gone the route I want to say a million times, but you get the idea. He'd, he'd driven it many, many times. Dozen of hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, it's a two-lane highway. It's called Highway 68. Mm-hmm. And uh, it runs southeast. And um, you, you just go straight. That's it. But he didn't. He took gravel roads to get home. Hmm. Um, and the gravel roads don't run parallel to the, the highway. They kind of... Well, yeah, it it says they, they run at a 45 degree angle to the highway. They run east to west and north to south. Mm. And the highway, um, the route he's going is southeast. So he would have had to kind of do a stair shape pattern and go left, right, left, right, left, mm-hmm. right to, to go more or less straight along the highway, mm-hmm. which is probably a little bit confusing at the best of times, let alone when you're driving around in the dark in the early hours of the morning. Just slightly uh, drunk, probably. Well, I mean, I I don't want to say he's drunk because none of the reports have said that, and I yeah, but I mean, like especially the final topping off with a whiskey at the end of that. I don't like drink that. whiskey, so I'm I'm trying not to be judgmental, but I mm. just don't understand why you would ever do a shot of whiskey and get in a car like ever mm. in life. But I go back to the it seems like one big laugh to get in a car when you've had a few drinks in the U.S. Yeah. I I guess the scale is totally different as well. Like um, you people do live really far away from cities and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, like, distance scale yeah. yeah 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 but anyway so brandon is trying to to navigate his way home through these gravel roads and he ended up down a minimum weight maintenance road um minimum maintenance road yeah that's how it's described i i think it's just another gravel path mm. that's maybe one lane and oh, it's just okay, for okay, okay. maintaining whatever is down there. But yeah. it runs off the road every mile, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, he ended up down one of those. It actually led to a field road between two large crop fields. Mm-hmm. So he he did realize he'd um, missed his turning or he'd screwed yeah. up or whatever else. <laughs> um, so he was trying to turn the car around um, to get back onto the gravel road. But he missed the turn a little bit and ended up going into a ditch at a low speed. And even though the ditch was kind of shallow, it was also really steep. So the car was like hanging half on it. So yeah, not ideal. And also there's no way you're going to back up. I saw a turtle that was stuck in a log the other day and it was like trying to like dig out and one of its little legs wouldn't reach the ground. The other one could. And all it was doing was digging a little hole in the sand with this as it's balanced in the middle on a log. And I'm like, I just want, I just want to move it. But no, I saw it there for about 10 minutes. You I, couldn't move it? No, it was in an enclosure in Rotterdam. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and like short of throwing a brick at it or something, mm-hmm. which is not, not very fun. Um, okay, so this was at about 
quarter past one in the morning he he was totally stuck like the turtle mm-hmm. well he was totally stuck and he couldn't <laughs> go forward or back he's just hanging at the edge of this ditch thing mm. um and the car was pretty much undamaged and um inside the vehicle it didn't look like he'd hit anything with his head or okay. that um he'd been messed up in any way so brandon tries to call um a couple of friends to i guess say yo please help um <laughs> but none of them pick up there there were two or three friends he tried to call and oh. he doesn't get through to any of them oh. so then he called his parents at five to two in the morning always a fun thing oh yeah <laughs> i think we've all been there but mm. it's just do you really want to so yeah he he tells his parents he's in a ditch and he says it's between Marshall and Lind. Lind is the the place where he was at the party and Marshall is where his parents live. Hmm. Um, He gives them a a couple of phone calls between five to two and about quarter past two. And during one call, he he really explicitly describes the highway he's on as Mm -hmm. uh, being on the left side of the road just off Highway 23. But that's actually facing the wrong direction. So his Hmm. parents are a little bit confused, but okay, fine. His parents went out, they searched for him. So there were quite a few phone calls between Brandon and his parents from five to two the whole way through to about two twenty-five. Mm-hmm. He describes where he is, his mom goes out to get him, and it seems like both his parents were searching for for him, but they couldn't find him. And he gave mm. some really weird instructions about where he was located. He described it yeah. um pretty clearly, but it, it didn't really make sense for the orientation of the road. Mm-hmm. Like he was facing the exact opposite way. And yeah, he, he kept calling his parents back whenever they were taking a while and eventually said he was just going to walk um, and describe the direction he was going to be walking down the road mm-hmm. because he was fed up that it was taking so long. So he says to meet him at the Linwood Tavern, um, which is back where he started. Oh, And it's maybe 10 minutes after that that he calls his parents again and and just starts chatting to his dad and they're on the phone for over 45 minutes mm-hmm. he's explaining where he's walking it's along the gravel road um he's going into the the town where he'll meet them um but at some point he leaves the road and starts going cross country because he says it'll be quicker always a good idea so he's walking through the fields now in mm. the dark at two in the morning and it's I think 37 degrees Celsius, so like, or sorry, 37 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about three degrees Celsius. So a slight difference, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so it's it's a bit cold, um, but I guess for May in uh, in Minnesota, it's it's pretty freaking cold. Mm. Yeah, they're 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 chatting away. He comes into contact with a couple of fence lines. He said there was water nearby, and then shortly after, he says, "Oh shit." And there's a noise and then the phone goes dead. Oh. And his dad tries calling him back and the phone rings out. And he tries calling him back and the phone rings out. And this happens quite a few times. And it's it's quite a while later before the phone goes dead. like mm-hmm. like and, and it just goes straight to voicemail. But at that point, it, it is ringing through and there's no one picking up the phone. Yeah. By this point, it's, it's about 10 past three and there was no further contact made. That was it. And... Um, mm. The last people to see him were at the party where he had the the whiskey shot, mm-hmm. and this was the last time anyone heard from him. Overall, it was it was pretty clear. There was a bit of wind. It was a little bit cold, but not freezing. And because he was using his phone, they were able to work out exactly where he was, mm-hmm. which was not where he said he was. 
Not even. Okay, so not by his instructions, they actually yeah, tracked the phone. But not even close. Huh. He'd been going totally the wrong direction from his friend's house, and yeah. he hadn't even he hadn't gone towards home. He'd basically gone the exact opposite direction. Oh. Yeah. And where he was located was right between three counties. Mm-hmm. So when his parents did report him missing a couple of hours after that, because they were still driving around looking for him at this mm-hmm. point, thinking, oh, well, we know where he is and we're going to find him and yeah. it's not a big deal. And OK, it's a bit weird that his, his phone's not being picked up. But mm. but they reported him missing at about 6.30 in the morning. And it was right between these three counties where the car was found, like mm. just on the meeting point. So it was really unclear whose jurisdiction it was. Uh, okay. Not to say they didn't do anything, but it it was difficult to know who should be doing what. Yeah. From there, it I guess is fairly uneventful. There there are a lot of searches. They find the car. They you know, the car is left with the keys in it and with everything open, mm-hmm. and they they don't find him, not at all. There's a whole blog about the search for him. Yeah. And I, I have no idea who runs it. There's contact details for the police that are in charge of the... Um... So they never found even a body or anything still? No, but they did find clues. So oh. the, there are contact details on there for the, the police who are dealing with it. Um, mm-hmm. And they discuss in detail um, various searches as, as they happened. And I think the last really interesting one was around 2011. Mm-hmm. Um so this was in 2008. They conducted a whole bunch of searches and this is all, um, well, it's not all, but a lot of it is fairly rough farmland. It, they're flat, but, you know, the, vegeta- <laughs> the vegetation is pretty thick. Mm. And reading through the blog posts, um, a lot of the volunteers were having to cut away areas of vegetation oh. so that um, they could send in dogs to, to scope the place out and see what they could find. And... There were places that dogs were indicating they they recognized his scent Hmm. um, to the extent that they did drain. It was part of the river or part of a a lake or something like that. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, they did almost 2,000 canine missions using 45 different dogs and 35 different handlers from nine different states. And this happened in the middle of Minnesota, so it's not like... (laughs) <laughs> there was any reason to have them in from other states other than they were really checking it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also used GPS technology to track where the dogs had actually searched. Mm-hmm. So they, they have a pretty accurate idea of where they've been and where they haven't been. Mm-hmm. And they they did split it into a lot of small segments and they kept really good records. Um, but yeah, there were some farm fields they found nearby where his uh, phone would have um, last left a signal in terms of uh, locating him. Mm-hmm. There were some fields there that they were really picking up his scent. And the police are saying they're really, really confident that he is around that area, but they haven't been able to find any evidence other than the, the scent um, to say he's there, like nothing whatsoever. Um, and they haven't even found the phone at all? No, or... nothing. Yeah, so they think they've located um, it within a 15-foot radius. So it's not even like a large area that they're talking about anymore. One of the police um, inspectors was quoted as saying, there are 206 bones in the body and we only need one. So they really don't expect it to end well at this point. 
a lot of people volunteered locally a lot of people have been involved um the last update on it was actually a couple months ago mm. to say that they were hoping to resume the search in the spring if they can get permission from the landowners and uh, if mm-hmm. they can get the volunteers they need um it's impressive that they're still going though yeah they're really still going yeah. for it and it's been 10 years so they're also urging people in the area to volunteer and to help um and to participate in these searches and one of the interesting things that did come out of it is um, there's been a a law brought into effect in Minnesota called Brandon's Law, mm-hmm. and it is to do with jurisdiction. Brandon's Law is basically, um, it was originally brought in to protect children, but it was extended to, to cover people of all ages, so adults and kids. Um, to make sure that as soon as someone goes missing, a proper report is filed, it's taken seriously, mm. assuming the circumstances are um, are suspicious or um, something that would make you think, hey, this person is in danger. Yeah. It also means they have to notify all other law enforcement agencies of the situation. So mm. with this one, when you have three different counties that are potentially involved and everyone's sort of thinking maybe the other one's doing something, they, they have to contact all of them and make sure everyone's aligned on what's what's happening. Yeah. And they have to establish who's taking the lead in the investigation. Mm. The law also means that law enforcement are required to seek additional information, including DNA samples, dental records, x-rays, photographs, fingerprints, the whole thing, Mm -hmm. if a missing person isn't found within 30 days. It all sounds fairly basic, but yeah, apparently that didn't exist up until a couple of years ago. That's slightly terrifying. Isn't it? Isn't it absolutely terrifying? But also going back to your missing lady. Yeah, it would have been useful there, yeah. Yeah. But essentially, despite having pinned it down to this really small couple of meters square area, mm. they, they have no leads. They have no idea what happened. Um, the last thing he said was, oh, shit. Um, he didn't seem to know where he was. Mm. And even the, the driving down the gravel roads thing, rather than just going straight in the highway, is, isn't really explained. Mm. So there are a couple of theories that come with it all. The gravel roads could have just been because he was trying to avoid a run-in with the police who might have uh, breathalyzed him yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Or, you know, he's a, he's a 19-year-old. Maybe his friends were just playing an awful joke where they're like, oh, there's a back road shortcut. And all you have to do is, like, take the gravel road here and then take a left and then take a right and then take another right and just keep going straight and then you're home. And it'll take you half the time. Yeah, but if someone would actually have given him the wrong instructions yeah just for like, a laugh you know but, what but kids also are like. the fact that you said that he was driving in the complete opposite direction yeah and if someone is detailing a shortcut and saying highway that way yeah because as you said he'd been driving this stretch a lot yeah before. yeah yeah he knew well, i he i have difficulty seeing that he would do complete 180 by mistake on that yeah, his parents have said they think he was probably disorientated and they, they also said, look, he sounded totally fine on the phone. He didn't sound in any way drunk. He mm. didn't even sound inebriated. He didn't sound disorientated, but maybe he got disorientated. He fell um, maybe into the water and and that was it. It, it doesn't mm. really explain the um, the gravel tracks or ending up in the wrong place, though. Yeah. I mean, disorientated, yeah, but totally in the wrong place yeah and from what you told me it mm-hmm. sounds like as he was trying to explain where he was mm-hmm. uh, like yeah these things could happen but 
also partly when he was explaining to his parents where he was, but also as he was starting to walk and explaining it, still projecting that, no, no, I'm on that side. He was pretty clear about where he was. He thought he knew, yeah. And then also, if there would have been any doubt, I'm quite certain that he would not have said, oh, and I'm going to go cross country now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you wouldn't do that. No. Like, yeah. Have you ever had that with someone? They've, I mean, I'm sure I've done it myself, but it's more memorable when someone else does it to you. Um, (laughs) But when someone is completely convinced they're going the right direction and then you get to a point where it's like, hey, hold on a second. This does not seem right at all. We had it um, coming back from a birthday party last year in the Mm. snow and uh, on bicycles. And I'm in open-toed shoes. And it's like, no, no, it's definitely this way. And I'm like, quite a few drinks in at this point. Not that you should drink and cycle. But Mm. um, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely this way. And we start cycling that way. And I am so sure it's not the right way. But also you're kind of doubting yourself. And it hits a certain point where I'm completely certain it is not the right way anymore. <laughs> he, on the other hand, thinks it is the right way. Completely <laughs> convinced it. And um, we pull over and look at a map and sure enough, we are literally going the opposite direction. <laughs> I've just thought about a time I did the exact same thing in Budapest. Mm. Literally going on the right road in the opposite direction. I'm like, I don't understand how we keep getting further and further away. And that sounds so stupid now, but really at the time it was, I don't understand this. I'm definitely going the right way. I'm sure I am. Um, but all it takes is one wrong turn. And I mean, yeah. everything maybe looks kind of the same anyway. It's two in the morning. So true. Yeah. It doesn't really add up in this case. No. And also the fact which could have been completely random. But it is a little bit convenient that the car ended up right on the county intersection thing. That is weird, isn't it? Maybe someone was counting on some red tape to delay things while they were heading off to Paris to become a secret spy. Ah, you think it was like that? Yeah, I'm just burning. Unfortunately, I went on a bit of a Googling rabbit hole. Mm. And there were a couple of other killings of um, male students in the greater area mm. within those years surrounding it. And it really oh, freaked yeah. me out. And there was a whole thing um, on one forum about maybe there's a, a college serial killer out there. Oh. And it really freaked me out because, yeah. I mean, all we know is where the car was found mm. and what he said to his parents. Yeah. I mean, and and where he was based on the, the phone signals. Hmm. But if he'd have called 911, they could have really pinpointed his exact oh, yeah, location, yeah. but they could only give an area that he was in based on that. And who's to say the car wasn't moved? Why mm. would he leave his keys in it and the doors open as well? Also, the oh shit thing. Mm. My instinct is, but this is also me, I don't, I swear at people. I don't swear at inanimate things. Like, I, if I slip, then I don't really go, well, maybe. If I slip, would I say, oh, shit? I don't think so. If, if I, someone I showed know, up in the dark, I would say, oh, shit. Well, yes, <laughs> that is probable. I, I know I 
I don't technically swear at the inanimate objects. I swear at myself when I like hit inanimate objects, especially the classic, you know, when you bump your knee on the nerve thing. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets me. Yeah. But I I don't know. There was like there was one guy that was found drowned in a lake. There was another one that went missing and just Mm. parts of him were like, sorry, some of his personal belongings were found also near water. Slight difference. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Total (laughs) difference. Um, like I think it was a sock and a necklace. Um, so that's why I'm like parts of, cause it's it's not all his crap. Necklace is one thing, but finding a sock and tying it to a specific missing person. Yeah. It was with the necklace. Um, but yeah, his his parents oh. have said they they believe he ended up slipping, falling, getting wet. Um, he was disorientated anyway, presumably, and he. Yeah, they think with the cold weather and with the damp and everything else mm. that it it was probably just um, death from exposure. Mm. But it's also, to me, quite strange that they never find anything. That's the thing. That's what makes me think foul play. The other thing is. Um, whenever I got distracted by his picture earlier, it's because <laughs> he's in the the FBI Violent Criminal Apprehension Program um, as a missing person. Oh, okay. So, and if if anyone out there knows more about how you end up in there, great. Because to me, it sounds like you're only put in there if they suspect foul play. Hmm. So he's in this thing and he has this card that says oh, all his bits okay like pierced ears and five foot six and but i mean from everything we've heard they it has to be foul play either i think it's foul play yeah loads of people are like no no, no he probably just slipped and fell and was overcome by uh the cold weather mm. and either foul play or faking one's death i, I don't think. think he faked his death do you i am not leaning I, I, towards it would that, be nice if he did yeah. sort of no I, i'm not it's leaning always... towards that but it's just um, too many coincidences and lacking of, you know, all the bodies and whatnots. Can you imagine if someone moved the car afterwards, if the car was somewhere else hmm. and they messed with him? Oh, I hope no one messed with him. That's hmm. not nice. Yeah, the cross-country thing, going cross-country to get to this place. He was so convinced he knew where he was. Yeah. It's interesting, though. They They reckon there was a, like, a gravelly maintenance track thing that he had been down a whole bunch of times that was Mm -hmm. near his home and there's a a special kind of recognition that your brain does um when you when you're familiar with something you'll sort of transplant it on something you're not familiar with in a situation when you need it so they think maybe he he was trying to make a connection between where he was and something he knew Mm. and that's what he did he transplanted the memory of where he'd been used to that maintenance road near his house and that's exactly where he described to his parents Hmm. even though he wasn't there yeah it's possible so maybe it was more his his mind playing tricks on him well playing tricks on him that your mind working the way it's designed to work yeah but i I mean i have done that to myself a lot of times while out walking um yeah but it's always just it's a very short-term thing, at least for me. Like, it's I'm walking yeah. and I can see, oh, no, of course I'm here. And then I walk. But once you walk past that little frame in your mind, yeah, basically, yeah. then you're like, hey, then hold you on. stop again. There wasn't like, a row of trees what here. What the fuck was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and being so confident in describing all of this for that long. Yeah. I have difficulty seeing that. Though. Can you imagine having a 45 converse? 45 minute conversation with your dad to say oh no I'm right here and da 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 and I'm yeah. walking across the field no I'm going here and yeah I've just come into a fence and yeah there's water around yeah. and I would assume that the investigation would mention if like oh yes and this part of the county was completely mirrored mirror image of what we exactly have over you here you imagine so I actually yeah. looked up some really cool interactive maps and um I was surprised how Dutch they look actually the, the fields are all very square transplanting um, Oh, <laughs> yeah, that has kind of proved that point. But yeah, the cadaver dog thing freaks me out a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a totally unrelated one. You know, they can pick them up for like decades sometimes. The cadaver dogs. Them. Yeah, they oh. can they can pick up the scent of a a dead body. That's impressive. Yeah, and who knows if it's even the same case? Yeah. All we know is they're picking up something human within that area. And they haven't found it. How do you not find it? I, I don't want to sound like I'm having a go, but like, really? Yeah. Well, There's... I mean, he just isn't there. He wasn't there. But what is there? There's a dead body there. There's dead body smell there. Yeah, but there can be traces. Like you said, it could be something else. It might be... What, like flesh and the bones have been taken off? Ugh. Yeah, or someone had an accident, and wouldn't that be known though? Blood and flesh getting stuck there, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, that is the end of my story. Mm-hmm. That means that this is the end of our mystery. Yeah, this is the end Friday of mystery. Friday Night Minnesota Mysteries. Yeah, we need a song. We definitely need a song for this. A few more <laughs> like drinks. Proper acoustic. Uh... No, no, no. More like a, a jingle. Oh, a jingle. It's our Minnesota Mysteries. We're sitting here and we aren't drinking tea. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, okay, I'll, I'll have a think about that. Yeah. I'm um, going to have wine and a G&T. Have a chat with Jonathan and me. Sorry, I, I just switched into this English This shit there. writes itself. This is brilliant. Um, Apparently, Jonathan doesn't work. I have to say, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so ashamed. I translated your no, name. it makes it easier in an artistic context. Whenever I'm, I'm doing a freestyle jingle, then yeah. You have my permission in part. I'll, I'll fix it in the edit. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it's the weekend. Happy weekend, everyone. Happy weekend. We hope you will all be very happy, very safe, and hopefully get a drink with us while you're listening here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, tune in next week. We will have our full on uh, St. Patrick's Which, Day build up yeah. week. So, St. Patrick's Day is next Saturday. So, that's the 17th of March. You should start buying your alcohol now, just in case there's a shortage. <laughs> and we are going to kick off our pre celebrations on Tuesday next week. So, get excited. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm overcompensating for last year. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll have some nice tales from the Emerald Isle. Ooh. And we might even have a guest on there. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, exciting. Someone who claims to be Irish that is absolutely not Irish. So that's probably <laughs> giving it away. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, you know, five drinks and anyone can be Irish. That's what they say. <laughs> but 
you would really make our St. Patrick's Day if you left us a review. That would be pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Or um, just tell some friends who you think will enjoy the podcast. Tell them about us. Help us grow. And um, that will make sure we can keep buying our booze and, and sharing our stories with yeah, you. That's all we want to do. Mm. We'll probably keep doing that regardless. We might just stop recording. Shh, don't say that. <laughs> we need to guilt trip them. We need to guilt trip them. <laughs> as always you can hit us up on twitter at crime by the bar or you can send an email to uh crime by the bar at gmail.com and uh we have all of our usual fun extras on our website so mm-hmm. go to crimebythebar.com to see the extras and you might find some fun stuff on there as well mm-hmm. thanks for listening thanks for listening have a safe weekend and bye bye You know St. Patrick is English, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. That doesn't necessarily mean... I, I've never... We're celebrating an Englishman, that's what it is. I've never really considered St. Patrick's to be a celebration of St. Patrick. Really? Uh, no. He brought Christianity to us pagans in Ireland. Yes, and killed all the lovely snakes and whatnot, but... Uh, no, no. He drove them off. I don't think he did. I think that was the Giants, the Giants Causeway. Did he do that as well? He drove snakes. I don't know. I always associate that as being a Giants thing where the Giants threw it away. Finn McCool. I thought Finn McCool did that. I don't know. Uh, In my memory, that's the reason why he was uh, sanctified. Because he got rid of snakes. All the snakes from... uh, Yeah. That's bullshit.